Please turn to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 11 through 19. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. This faithful is a faithful saying, For if we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord not to strive about words, to not no profit to the ruin of the hearers. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness. And their message will spread like cancer. Hymenaeus and Philetus are of this sort, who have strayed concerning the truth, saying that the resurrection is already past, and they overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands having the seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. It's always been a double joy having Nolan with us. I remember the first time he read scripture, we had a little stool that's still up here. We had a little stool up here that he'd had to pull out, put on the floor so he could at least see over the pulpit. Uh, and now he's grown so he doesn't need that stool any longer. It's good to see the physical growth, but it is great to see the spiritual growth in him as well. And that's always a blessing. I was listening as we were singing, Oh, to be like thee. And it was a joy to hear. And it was a reminder to me, as well as each one of us, do we honestly, sincerely mean the words of the song that we sang? Do we long to be like God? Do we desire to make that change and to grow to be more like Him? To move towards His will and to have His will be the our will along the way. We teach and we admonish one another in our psalms and our hymns and our spiritual songs. We are to sing and make melody in our hearts to the Lord. And again, I pray that that's what we're doing. And I pray that we honestly are listening to that concept that we want to be more like God. It's a growing process. Like I mentioned with Nolan, that you start here and you grow. And you serve where you are. And you're not where you would want to be. 
But you're growing along the way. And sometimes we slip a little bit. Sometimes we want to go back, but we cannot. The scriptures remind us in so many different ways of the obligation, responsibility, joy, privilege, blessing that comes from our desiring to be more like Jesus day by day. A little bit earlier in that second chapter, he had reminded those that he, Timothy, and then those that Timothy would encourage, in verse 3, you must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. He's using terms that they could relate to. And he uses terms that we can relate to as well. A number of us have served in the military. And understand that responsibility, that obligation that goes with being a good soldier. And sometimes, excuse me, and sometimes the hardship that goes with that, particularly in a, a period of war. It's always interesting just to hear those who have been in some terrific battles in wartime, who have served under very difficult situations, being where they did not like to be and enduring hardships of the weather, uh, those that served in Korea, for example, and all that went along with that. But they served because that was their job, and their job was to be a good soldier and to endure those hardships along the way. They were not there to complain and to <clears throat> choose to say, well, I do not want to be here any longer. I want to go someplace else. So he's telling Christians, you need to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. You're engaged in a warfare. And the warfare is not pleasant. <coughs> it's pleasant for being a child of God. It's pleasant in understanding that he gives the strength that we need to engage in the battle, but the battle is not pleasant. We live in a world that basically has no concept or want to have any concept of what it means to be a child of a living God. There are those who want to claim that relationship, but who do not want to listen to the commands that would come from God through his word. So it's hard. It's difficult. We're on the outside for their point of view, and we're trying to encourage them to change their life to a different point of view, and it's hard because many either believe they are but not wanting to fully obey or those who do not know what is involved in that. But endure hardship as that good soldier of Jesus Christ. For no one engaged in warfare entangles himself in the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. The soldier's job is to please the commander. 
And when you please the commander, life is a lot better than when you're not pleasing him. But that's our job. That's why we need to be this worker who is going to be approved by God. So he's used some illustrations that we can relate to to say, here are some things that are involved in your moving up to being a worker of God who needs not to be ashamed. You serve as a soldier. You can relate to that. Do the job that is asked of you. Not thinking that you have a better way of doing the job. God as commander definitely does know what is being waged in or the war that's being waged. He definitely knows what the task is and he knows how to be successful in engaging in this warfare. Ours is to be the good soldier. He commands, we go. You're saying, I want to be more like him every day. I want to purify the heart. I want to purify the mind. I want to get a singleness of mind as what it is that would be pleasing to the Father in heaven. And then to strive to do that in the life along the way. Anybody who competes in athletics is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. And again, he uses an illustration to say that in athletics, it's not all fun and games. A lot of times it's simply hard work. A lot of times there's a lot of bumps and bruises. A lot of times of miscommunication. But there is that understanding that you do compete according to the rules. In athletics, at least at times, they've made changes. A lot of changes have been made in the rules concerning various sports. Because of some of the activities that have gone on previous to that. But in God, the rules have not changed. It's not up to us to say, well, let's change this rule. This one's a little hard. Let's soften it up a little bit. No, we compete as an athletic, as an athlete. We must compete according to the rules. God lays the rules down, and we must compete. A lot of races have been lost. A lot of prizes have been withdrawn because somebody has not competed according to the rules. Sometimes that has surfaced years down the road and the athlete had been stripped of his title because he didn't compete according to the rules. We can alter the rules, but there's a consequence of alternating, alternating, alternating God's rules. There is a day when that violation will be noted. And if you want to win the prize of eternal life with God, it is done according to the rules. You have to be that worker that's going to do what's right to be found pleasing in the eyes of God. A hard-working farmer must first be the partakers of the crops. A hard-working farmer. It takes effort to do farming. 
particularly back in the days before they had the GPS on the tractors. Talked to a couple of farmers when we lived in Missouri and he wanted to know if I wanted to help him plant his crops. I said, no, you really do not want me behind the wheel of that tractor. <clears throat> Straight lines do not work for me. They said, well, you just pick your point out in the distance and that's what you do. Yes, I know that. But my mind doesn't go that way. doesn't go in a straight line. It tends to vary. You wouldn't want me planting that row of cotton for you. Uh, I'll do whatever else I can do, but, you know, it's hard work. But he uses an illustration. One is to say it's a hard work to do. Two is you have to be patient. Waiting for the early rain and the later rains. You cannot plant the seed and go out in the morning and have the crop ready to be harvested. It takes a lot of work and effort. We've modernized a lot of that to kill the weeds. Mother grew a garden all the time, and <clears throat> we were the ones that removed the weeds from the garden uh, by hand. You know, go through and pull those weeds out. But it's still hard work. The reward is worth it. Peach pies were always good. Fresh corn was always nice. The other fruits and vegetables that were raised were good, but there was a lot of work that went on in between. But you look for the prize. You look for the end result. You do the work. A hard-working farmer. Again, we're to be this worker that's going to be approved under God. Consider what I say. May the Lord give you understanding in all things. Consider what's being asked of you. Do you want to be a worker that needs not to be ashamed, one who rightly divines that word of truth? Well, you need to understand that's hard work. It's not a casually going through the scriptures. It's taking the time to look and to see what is involved. A approved worker has to focus on the essentials that are there. You do not learn the scriptures by reading through them one time. You have to take the time to spend in those scriptures. You have to understand again who's writing to who they're writing to, what's involved in the background and so on and so forth. It takes work. Oh, I just read occasionally. Well, I've got family members, and I'm sure you've got some family members that will tell you. They just simply, they love to read the Bible. They do not study it. They just love to read it. It just gives them comfort. Gives them that warm feeling in their heart but they haven't listened to a word that it has said. They have not been willing to make an application out of what they've been reading. It takes work. You have to continually be in the word to find out what it is that is being said. He talks about, as you read and study... We read a lot of words or a lot of works and we read the words and we understand them as they use in context and 
<coughs> excuse me, sometimes Scripture talks about there are those who want to wrangle about words. They miss a lot. There are those who have pretty well given their lives as a child of God to wrangle, argue, write, debate about one word in the scriptures. That's their life. They will meet anybody at any time in any place to discuss that one word and what that one word means. And they forget. There's a lot of other words in the scriptures. They forget a lot of other things that go along the way. And sometimes because of their desire to believe that what they are teaching is right, Their attitude has become sometimes ungodly. And they had forgotten. 1 Corinthians 13. And in verse 13. And now abide faith, hope, love. These three. But the greatest of these is love. In verses 4 through 8, he defined what that definition of love is. Sometimes individuals have forgotten as they want to be this worker. But they have forgotten. It's a worker of the Word of God in its totality. It's not the worker of the Word in a singular word, per se to the exclusion of the rest of what the scriptures have to say. And therein lies a challenge. We have to learn what the other words mean as well and how they apply to our lives. No different than one growing up learning words from a baby on up. They get one word down and they use that exclusively almost and they have to learn some other words. Then they have to learn how those words go together. And then they have to learn how those words have application in their particular life. Just because they ask one thing does not mean that they're going to get it. I mean, I try that periodically. I want ice cream for supper. <clears throat> that really doesn't happen. You have to learn how the words work. You have to learn the characteristics behind what the scriptures are saying And you have to look at the heart. Your heart. You're saying to to be more like him. Do you really mean it? Do you want to be more like Jesus? If you mean it. See, that changes the life that you live. Jesus says, I come to do the will of my Father who is in heaven. The words that I speak are not my words. It's the words of my Father who sent me. The works that I do, they're not my works. They're the works of His, His will. My meat is to do the will of the Father. It leads to the cross. It does for us. We have to deny ourselves. 
Luke says we have to deny ourselves daily and take up that cross and follow him. But cross is crucifixion. Cross is death to self. It's becoming that new creation. Are we willing to do it? Or do we want to play the part? It's easy to play the part. It's harder to live that life along the way. But play the part, I can go back to another characteristic that I so choose to do. I think in, for the younger ones, that won't have any meaning to them. The older ones may remember uh, Red Skelton, uh, Clem Cadettlehopper. Yeah, see, I mean, he played a character. It was nice, it was funny. But see, that wasn't his life. Sometimes we want to play a character that I'm a Christian. We live in a world of a lot of those people who want to say they're Christians, but who do not want to live that life to the exclusion of any other life that can be lived. It makes a difference. I'm not playing a character. I ought to be a Christian in totality. I want to be more like him, the will of the Father. More like him that when he saw lost souls as he came into Jerusalem for that last time, wept over the city. Because they say and they do not. They want salvation. Excuse me. They want salvation, but they do not want it on the terms that God extends it. I need to be a worker that wants to be approved indeed by God in the life that I live. Don't get caught up in the foolish arguments. There are those who love to argue. But that's not the sum total of a Christian. Am I living the life, growing more like God? more like Christ. Here's what the Word of God says and teaches. Let's look at it. Let's put it in its totality. Let's put it in its proper context. All those things that some people don't want to be bothered with, but that are very important. Who is the writer writing to? What are the conditions under which he's writing? What is he expecting from those who are reading what is being said? You want to be mine, Here's what's involved in being that child of the living God. We can talk about their, they did in those days about their heritage, what they came from, how many generations they have of faithful Christians. Talk about who are their favorite preachers and teachers and so forth. But are we listening to either what they taught and what they said? Are we living the life that they live? Are we learning the lessons? We're learning the lessons from God's Word to do the things that would be pleasing to Him. We live in a society that wants to do anything but look at the truth and its purity. Discuss anything else, politics, weather, I mean, they can get animated about that. But doing God's will? Now, that's another story sometimes along the way. We need to be a worker who will be diligent to do our best. 
Give diligence. Be a worker who needs not to be ashamed. You're giving diligence to what's involved in, the, in, in what you're studying. I want to know more about Jesus. I want to more let him live in me so that his characteristics are mine, that his goals are mine, that his purpose is mine. That requires diligence. Want to imitate? I don't know, Red Skelton learned his characters from somebody else, or, but he had to spend time with that particular character because he could switch characters from, on a whim. But he had to spend time knowing that character so you did not mix him up with another character. The voice changed, whatever else, the actions that he did, they were that character. I need to be more like Jesus. Don't, do not know how he spoke. <clears throat> Regardless of how many people in the world believe, I do not believe he spoke English. But I believe he spoke language that was understood by the people who he was with. The common man heard him gladly. The others did not. They were so caught up in themselves who they were and what they had accomplished, they had forgotten what it was to be human. But he was human. He spoke the language of the people. The people heard him gladly. And then he tells his disciples, Be ye imitators of me as I imitate God. Be an imitator of me. Learn the characteristics. We don't know what the movements were. We don't know the actions he took, how he expressed himself. But learn how he communicated. Take the time to know more about the people. The approved worker needs to seek God's approval in what he does. I can only learn that. through his word. Are you seeking God's approval in your life? A worker that needs not to be ashamed, but one who rightly divides that word of truth. One who understands who you are, where you are at the current time. One who understands that that's not where I want to be. I want to be that child of God, but I do not want to be the child of God that stays the same as I am today. I want to be that child of God that's going to grow day by day. I want to be that child of God that becomes more Christ-like as time goes on. I want to be a child of God that understands the emotion, the commitment, the challenge, the work that is involved in being this worker who needs not to be ashamed, but one who does indeed rightly divide that word of truth. God gives us that opportunity. He reminds us through the invitation song, though your sins be as scarlet, he shall make them as white as snow. What a beautiful thought. You ever seen the snow 
I've seen snow many different levels, eight, ten feet high sometimes. But have you ever seen snow in where it just barely covers the ground? And you can see the, the filth and the dirt and whatever lies beneath. You ever seen pure white snow cover something that's crimson red? It takes a lot of snow. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. It takes a lot of snow. That's the grace, the mercy, forgiveness of God. But he has it sufficiently enough to cover every sin that you have ever committed, to wash it away, and for him to remember it no more. That's the depths of his love for you. What is the depths of your love for him? There's a need to make a change in your life. It may be to become a child of God. It may be to renew that life in Christ Jesus again. But indeed, you need to become a child of God through the repentance of your sins, the confession of him as Lord, the willingness to obey him in baptism for the forgiveness of those sins, to be raised to walk a new life, or as a child of God, but not the worker that you need to be. He's willing to restore, renew again, and give you fresh hope. If you'd be subject to that invitation, if we could assist you, if we could help you in any way, then we encourage you to come as together we stand and sing.